Hi guys, and welcome to the podcast. In this episode, I'm back again with England runner Louise Hackett. She's a student athlete at Loughborough University, the reigning 2022 English Schools Cross Country Champion and 2023 Bucks Cross Country Medalist. In this half of the episode, we discuss what it's like representing England and also the effects of having success in running. We talk about the biggest challenges she's faced, how she's managed to stay mostly injury-free, the menstrual cycle and how this has impacted her performance and training. And we look forward to talking about some of Louise's ambitions for the future. Hey guys, I'm your host Indira and welcome or welcome back to Fitter, Faster and Happier. If you want to perform better as an athlete, but also be your happiest and most fulfilled self, then this is the place for you. On this podcast, I will be talking with a range of runners and experts to uncover the secrets to becoming your most successful and happy runner self. Here, hot and controversial topics will be discussed, stories, tips and knowledge shared, and the doors for much-needed conversations opened. The podcast will have a special emphasis on athleting as a female, but much of the content will be relevant for all genders, and all genders are welcome. There's a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. Something which I think we definitely need to touch on is your England selections. So what year was it that you first represented England and what do you think kind of got you that first initial selection? Yes, so it was 2022. Yeah. So that was last year. It was sort of January time, but I got selected in 2021. Yeah. So it was off the back of my run at the Liverpool Cross Challenge. I think I was in the top 20. Yeah. I believe. So they... It's picked by a lady called Barbara and she sort of, she looks, she looked at sort of Liverpool and like all the cross country races to sort of see where people were finishing. And I got picked to go to Algebar in Spain um, and run this cross country race, which was very exciting. Yeah. It was a little bit challenging with COVID. So I don't know if you know, but you had to be like, you have to be vaccinated, don't you? And I annoyingly had one of my vaccinations in Scotland. Oh, Interesting. Which poses a few a few issues when you're trying to get a certificate to prove that you are vaccinated. So I spent a lot of time on the phone in between finding out I'd been selected for the team. Yeah. And making sure I got on the flight because you had to have had two jabs and I'd had one. Right. And it was in Scotland. So I needed to arrange to get the second one, but they didn't know that I'd had the first one. It was like a whole palaver. So a lot of phone calls later and me not being an adult apparently makes all this a lot more difficult because you can't use the system if you're not an adult of course so I managed to sort it out in the end but that was a huge task to undertake before the race because I was like I can't not go I've been picked around for England this is my first time making a team I was so excited and then I found out that I was like oh dear I can't go yet but it was definitely worth all of the phone calls to yeah. be able to run for like England to run for your countries a surreal experience and definitely something you can't take for granted. For sure, but I guess something you've had to get quite used to. You've had quite a few England selections since that first one. Would you say that the experience has got any less surreal or have you felt more motivated every time you've been selected? Has it changed your perspective on running and training? Yeah, I think it's a big motivation getting picked to run for England and then like once you've been picked once, you kind of have the realisation, okay, I can do this. 
so like you'll see like more things about other teams and it makes you work hard towards that because you know you do have a chance you've been there before you can make it again sort of mentality so but every time is still just as surreal as the first time. oh yeah that's great to hear it's still pretty exciting like when you get the phone call it's still just as exciting as the first time that I got the phone call like it doesn't get any less exciting to be like making a team yeah I think and every team's totally different and there's been so many like you'll have loads of stepping stones in between each one so it always feels like a big achievement oh no that's great to hear and I guess yeah some runners after kind of success such as maybe a selection for a national team it's kind of made them change something about their running maybe they trained a bit too much got injured or run into issues in that kind of area would you say that you were tempted to or maybe did fall into some of those traps or were you able to kind of maintain a steady healthy balance despite more success or a taste of what what could come no I think I managed to keep the balance because I kind of realized like if I can get here off this then this works there's no need to like change it it's not broken you don't need to fix it sort of thing so things have changed with my training and like things have changed but it's never been stemmed from something like that so it's been for another reason or like a slight niggle from doing this so we'll do this it's never really been oh I should train more because I'm making the team or I need to be doing what they're doing because they're doing this many miles and I'm only doing this many so it just proves to you that what you are doing does work. I think that's such a great mindset to have keeping the focus on what is going well and not looking for problems where maybe problems don't exist. And you've managed to stay quite injury free bar your big injury back back in COVID. Would you say that this mindset's maybe contributed to you being able to do that? Yeah, no, I've not had really any major injuries since then. In fact, my first injury, like injury that sort of stopped me training since then was just before I came to uni with the plantar thing. So I've stayed very well away from sort of injuries, but I think that's just due to just not doing anything crazy. Okay. Training is very bog standard. There's nothing special. I don't do any random rogue things or, you know, my coach is very keen for like running on the grass, sticking with like off-road, not overdoing the road mileage. Um, I don't train a lot on the track, even in the summer. And I think that helps with the injuries because there's a lot less impact. So I feel like that sort of allowed me to try and avoid the major like you know, like shin splints and calf tightness. I kind of avoided all of that by being very basic yeah. with like my setup. No, I mean, if it works, it works. And would you say that you incorporate a lot of like strength training or other types of training or is your training mostly focused on actual running? Yeah, so I've always sort of cross trained once a week and done a bit of core work. Um, before uni but since getting to uni I've done like I've got a strength and conditioning program um, with the university so I gym once a week now which is totally new to me but I really like it okay yeah so it was totally new I hadn't done any gym work before I did a bit of like educational stuff with um, the youth talent program I never actually consistently did gym okay um so that's all new and then now I also do drills yeah once a week so I did drills tonight on a Monday um we have a little group and we go and do like a drill session like hurdle drills plyometric style like running drills and stuff which is also totally new to me as well do you think incorporating the strength and the drills has kind of made a difference have you seen any impact on your performance so far I don't know if I've seen like a direct impact on like my performance yet 
but I think it definitely makes a difference. It's helpful to do these things. Like they definitely have their place with like injury prevention. Yeah. Mainly like that's my main reason for doing them, but also like running form with the drills. And I've found like I've got big improvements within like the gym and the drill sessions since starting them in sort of September time. Yeah. So I think they definitely are making a difference. I think it's hard to like specifically see the difference. I can't pinpoint a change but they definitely do make a difference to like my performance and they definitely do they're going to help improve no end in the future so it's definitely good to have the support and like people there to show me what to do now I'm at uni and yeah S&C coaches and everyone so yeah. Now I'm glad to see that uni's giving you the opportunity to kind of incorporate these new things in your training but I guess in terms of staying away from other things that can kind of off-rail your running would you say that you've ever had any struggles with female-specific running challenges, such as maybe the menstrual cycle or Red S? Yeah, I think I've never had like Red S or anything like that. But so I went through puberty quite late. So I didn't start my period until maybe I was like 15, 14, okay. 15. So I feel like that's quite late. Yeah. A lot of people start a lot earlier than that. So it took a long time for my period to be like regular. It was always kind of okay. sporadic until sort of last year. So now it's very predictable yeah that's good so I don't know if that made any had if, if that had an impact on my running I don't know I think it might have just been you know you're still a child it sort of takes a long time for these things to settle down sometimes and like it was never like a concern but I think it's good now like I know when it's happening what's going on but so then I know like oh when I have like that bad session I'm like oh okay we're all good like it's fine we know what's going on yeah so would you say that there are like certain times of the month that like the menstrual cycle, it does impact your training and it can be responsible for bad sessions or bad races? Definitely. 100%. For me, like, so I find it's fine before I'm on, everything's good. But then like the first two to three days, like if I'm running, it's it's not going to be like racing is never, it never goes to plan so far at the very start. But then like sort of, yeah yeah I get quite heavy legs I quite find in sessions and I sort of get a bit tired or a bit quicker yeah but when I know that that's why it's okay so I tend to worry about it because it still doesn't matter and still training so it's all good but yeah that all makes sense and I mean a lot of people do talk about it being worse kind of in the lead up would you say that you ease up on those days or do you keep pushing through it and kind of go, oh, I know what's causing this and just ease back a bit? Or what's your approach to dealing with it? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I ease back. I don't think it stops me being able to train. I think it just can make the training feel a little bit harder sometimes. So I wouldn't push it, push it if I'm sort of feeling like that. Same way you don't push it if you feel a bit off or you've got a little bit of a cold or something. But I wouldn't specifically say I ease back for that. So it's just sort of, I notice it and I kind of will not overdo it, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, would you, and do you have any like tips then for anyone who might be struggling with running and periods? Do you have any top tips of how to make the best of a not so ideal situation? I think it's just don't stress. I don't really have any tips for like, making it any better because I don't think there's a way to stop it giving you the the side effects but I think it's like don't stress that it has like it's on everyone has it like it's understandable I've met so many other athletes that have the same problem with it affects their training or their racing around the time you know I think 
even the professional athletes are talking about it now and sort of saying we need people to look into it and work it out but I think it's just not to stress about it you know if you have that bad session and you know why then it's fine it's when you have the bad sessions and you don't know why that you need to worry like you just need to understand that it's it's an actual thing we're gonna have to deal with it so yeah yeah no that's that's a lovely a lovely perspective on it for sure so what would you say has been like the biggest challenge you faced so far in running and how did you cope with it that's quite a hard question I would say probably the big injury that was really tough or maybe like after winning English schools I really wanted to run well on the track in the summer I wanted to win English schools track <laughs> um, and I think I found it really tough to balance my A-levels and my training I was still training just the same, but I think I wasn't thinking about the training as much as I do normally. And the head wasn't necessarily in the training. Obviously, I was sort of in revision mode. And I think it kind of held me back a bit. And then I found, tried to play catch up um, and sort of hindered myself a bit. So I found it really tough to be like trying to get back to where I was at the high of the English schools, like cross country, to be sort of there for everything I found that really tough it wasn't like it wasn't too much of a challenge but I feel like mentally it was quite difficult to win sort of English schools and then sort of not really PB all track season I mean I was pretty close to like PBs I was in good shape but I think yeah I wanted to be getting big PBs and sort of hitting times ready for this year that I just I couldn't do it and it was hard to not be able to do that yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I can totally imagine A-levels are hard enough as they are, let alone when you're an athlete, let alone when you're having a breakthrough season and the pressure of that and winning such a prestigious race. Do you think that then the pressure following on from English schools to kind of do so well when maybe you knew that you could do more got to you? Or do you think it was more the after effects of having gone through A-levels? Yeah, I think maybe like it was more, it was more the A-levels or more of the sort of took it out of me a little bit but I think it was hard to put together a track season after wanting to be like wanting to be winning but I think it's hard with A-levels to balance everything and I think I did run well in some races in the summer like I'm not I'm not saying I ran awfully because I still ran like 9.42 and like 4.28 I think for 15 which I'm still really happy with like don't get me wrong that's fast I'm not expecting to be you know in jumping more than like that but I just wanted to I think I wanted to finish somewhere in the champs and I think I knew I was capable of it I just never executed it so it was tough sort of yeah. post track season sort of the time in between the track and getting ready for the cross to then be re-ready and be like no it's actually fine you can be back where you were sort of thing. Yeah, I think a lot of runners can probably relate to what you said. They're about kind of not quite making your PBs and, you know, knowing you're in good shape. Yeah, I guess that's one of the downfalls of running. You have your PBs, so you know, you know, you know, you haven't met them. And so how would you say that you dealt with not being able to match what you'd previously done? Did it make you feel worse about yourself or were you able to be like, no, it's the A-levels, I know why this is happening and then keep quite a strong, strong head on it? Yeah, I think I didn't really think about it during track season too much. I kind of just raced a race. I was just like, well, when's the next chance to prove myself sort of thing? But I think it was sort of after I'd finished, I reflected on it and was sort of like, 
okay so yeah you weren't where you wanted to be you didn't get what you wanted to get out of that track season so then I'm kind of using that now to reflect and be like right where can I go moving forward what can I take from the situation and like I didn't necessarily run that badly I wouldn't say but I think it was more I knew I was capable of more and I think I need to do more reflection within my track season I think there could have been like a chances in between personally like for me myself to reflect on the races and understand where I went wrong because although I did reflect on it on like a coaching standpoint like physically where I was going wrong um I think mentally I was like letting it get to my head a little bit and at times when I didn't need to there was no pressure there was no you know I wasn't going to make the world team whatever so there was no team to make it was more I want to finish somewhere in the champs and I think I let it get to me and think oh I can't but actually I could have done like I wasn't incapable of that like I was still in shape I was still good like it was just more I want I I give myself too much pressure and I let it yeah yeah that's definitely tough I guess would you say that you're happy with where you are now and I mean you recently had an amazing run at Bucks you came third in in the B race which is incredible as a first year uni student so what what did that process look like building back was it was it easy was it harder than expected or yeah how how was the process for you so coming off that I went to uni so um and I had my little injury at the start of the cross season so kind of Liverpool wasn't my best run I was in better shape than my race but I wasn't where I am now so I think I've sort of got back to where I want to be now, sort of did a Midland League race to sort of test fitness yeah. and was like, okay, yeah, I'm happy with this. Like I am back where I need to be. But I think it's taken until sort of books really coming third for me to realise that, yeah, I am capable of it again. Like it's fine. I think it's been a lot of a slow, you need to trust the process kind of situation. I think motivation at times has been a little bit low. I've been not quite, you know, as good as I could have been with what I'm doing. Sometimes, like, not really focusing enough on the running. Um, but now I think, like, with uni, I kind of get caught up sometimes. And I think I forget, like, where I want to be a few times. Like, a couple of weeks, I've, like, really struggled for motivation. But I think I've just been, you trust the process. Like, my coach knows what gets me fit. He knows what works. So... I just kind of have to trust that I will end up back where I want to be. It just takes time to get back to where you were when you've been off, you know. So so I did end up, you know, I'm back where I want to be now. I'm happy. I'm training with the girls. Like, we're getting great sessions in. So I'm really happy and I'm really looking forward to, like, the track season now and seeing what I can do. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the rest of the cross season. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm excited for you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we've got in yeah, intercounties and the national coming up. Have you got high hopes for them or if you if you want to comment on that? Yeah, I I really want to do well at the national cross. I think we've got a team this year, sort of our final year with the team, um, as under twenties. Um, and we did really well at the cross country relays, national cross country relays. We came away with team silver, um, which we were really, really happy with. Uh, obviously behind the universities, but you know. They don't really count in the race, so we came second. Um, so we're quite excited to see what we can do as a team. But I think also individually, I would like to try and finish quite up there in the national cross country. It's one that I've never, like, I didn't do it last year. 
um because I did British champs instead so I've not done sort of the national since I've been running a lot like at a higher level so it's one that I want to do do well, really want to do well in yeah no it'll be exciting definitely and hopefully hopefully it can be a, a nice end to your season as well yeah definitely I think national cross and then get a couple of weeks I think it's a week before inter-counties or two weeks and then onto the track <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah definitely okay so I guess to wrap up now when you first started running who was like the first runner in your age group or maybe like local runner that you kind of looked up to uh, in my age group I'm gonna say like a few names maybe people who I run with now <laughs> I've been on teams with but like you see sort of like B Wood Pippa Rossler, um, Beth Cook at the time did a lot of running. She does more triathlon now. But like they were up there in all those races. Like I was at the back where I was finishing like 100th or whatever. So they were always the ones you saw on the podium. So I'd say like in my age group, definitely them. But then I also wanted to be faster than my stepdad Gareth, who coaches me. I still do. I still have some of his PBs to beat. So I'm coming for those in the summer. Oh, what, what PBs have we got lined up? Um, well, his 5K PB, I'm not certain of exactly what it is. It's around like 16, 20, 16, 30, I think. So that one is in the size. I think you can do that. I'm hoping I can get that one. I think I've got, and his 3K PB as well is like 9.30 area. So that's, I'm good in for that this summer. That's what I want to get. Um, but I think you should be able to. I think I think we'll see them drop. Hopefully. And then I will officially be the fastest in the house. Because I haven't got all his PBs. I'm going to let him keep his marathon and half marathon and 10k PB. Oh, yeah. He can keep those. I'm happy without those ones. But, yeah, I always wanted to be quicker than him. I always used to, like, follow him around the track, chasing him down. So, yeah, it's kind of reverse roles now. He'll, like, pace me for, like, bits of my sessions and stuff, though, still. But, yeah, I always wanted to be faster than him. Sounds like, I think, yeah, I think maybe he's going to have to let go some of those household titles this summer. If you could only do one type of training session, um, and that includes like weights, drills, and then out of like long runs or intervals or hill reps, kind of what, what would you, what would you stick with? I don't know. That's a tough question. <laughs> Very tough question. I'm going to go, I've got two sessions that stick out in my mind as my favourite two sessions. I'm always going to say a session because I like running fast either like 600s with a 200 kick down okay I really like those that's like a staple session for me in the summer or like two by two miles oh quite different very different but I love both of those sessions I do moan about the two by two miles one when I see it pop up but I always really enjoy it because I feel like it's something you can really build into because it doesn't you're not going like flat out it's not too fast it's not particularly crazy it's a little bit less than tempo it's not mad but because you can like build into them and then like you feel like you achieve something when you finish it no yeah I can I can see where that would come from and what is your go-to pre-race dinner or snack I love snacks this is a good question <laughs> okay pre-race dinner has to be my mum's chicken lasagna it is very nice chicken controversial okay, yeah it is a little bit controversial it started out as a vegetarian lasagna with like roasted veg right and then became a meat one but and then I was like we need protein content so we <laughs> added some yeah. chicken and now it is my all-time favorite meal 
and definitely my go-to pre-race dinner. Nice. Um, but I think pre-race snack. Yeah. It's got to be a banana, you know, classic banana or like a peanut butter and banana sandwich mm-hmm. if we need something a bit more substantial. Nice. Yeah, get the two runner favourites in there. Peanut yeah. butter, banana, Definitely. sorted. Well, it's been great to have you on. Thanks for sharing about your training and some of the kind of more tough times that you've experienced. And yeah, it seems you've got a really like positive mindset that's, you know, clearly it's paid off. So it'll be interesting to see how your season develops for you moving forwards. Yeah, thank you for having me on. It's been really interesting and nice to catch up with you. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, be sure to rate, subscribe and leave a review. This really helps to get the content out there. I'm new to this guys and I want to make this podcast the best possible for you. So go follow Fitter Faster Happier on Instagram. That's Fitter Faster Happier to leave your questions, comments and feedback and for updates and guest requests. All the best for the week ahead guys. Run happy, Live happy, be happy.